Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatinline.com for all types of great articles, videos, podcasts, interviews, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatinline.com. I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful Labor Day weekend. I know I sure did, and there are so many things to get to about everything that happened, and hopefully we can... Find a way to make it all work, but appreciate everybody listening in, and hopefully uh, your three-day weekend was an enjoyable one. And we'll start, of course, with an actual football game from the Arkansas Razorbacks. Can you believe it? Football. No longer having to sit here and assume who's going to be the starting quarterback or what the offense is going to look like or what the grass is going to look like, if the Wi-Fi is going to work. We actually get a legitimate Razorback football game. I guess Portland State, they won – they won. They they didn't lose. They won. 20-13 to 13 over Portland State. It was not pretty. It was hideous. It was atrocious. A lot of people were very disappointed with the results, even though it did result in a win. And you know what? I understand. I get it. I have no issue with any of you taking issue with the fact that the Razorbacks did not play well against Portland State, a team they should have blown out and blown out quick, fast, and in a hurry. It shouldn't even been a close game. It should not have even been in in the same stratosphere with some of the other uh, teams that Arkansas is going to end up playing this year, and that's just a fact of the matter, and that's okay. And I'm going to give you reasons why it's just okay for now. For now. Make sure I preface that. Listen, the offense, I got to start there because I thought the defense looked pretty good. I thought the defense did their job. The defense looked much more aggressive, much more sound, much more disciplined other than that atrocious set of penalties that they had randomly in the, I guess it was the third quarter, fourth quarter, whenever it was. But late in the game, it was really terrible, and they had some breakdowns there, which we'll talk about here in just a second. But I want to start in this segment with the offense. I thought that this was supposed to be full tilt boogie, left lane, hammer down offense. I thought... This offense was all going to be about speed, 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 quickness, flying all over the field, big play after big play, innovative, creative offense that most of us have come to love of college football. That's what I thought it was supposed to be. And I also thought that compared to last year where it was reported just as being a, was it 30% installed from last season, that this year it was... 60 to 70% installed. So jumps there, right? Had really big strides. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see anything from the offense, from the quarterbacks, from anybody that made me believe that this offense is just strides better than what they were last year. Now, it might be okay. And here's why. Chad Morris came out in his press conference and he had said, that they went very vanilla with the offense. Very vanilla with the offense. Okay. Okay. I will give you the benefit of the doubt for now. But that does not mean I'm going to continue that. That does not mean I'm going to just sit back and say, you know what, it's totally fine. Chad Morse is right. This offense has really gotten it going. We're just overreacting. No. I I won't do that just yet. I, I won't look at it from the perspective of some of you where you say, well, you know, I, this is awful. This is terrible. Shut it down. Chad Morse is awful. I'm not going to go that into the spectrum either. Here's what I truly believe, folks. 
I truly believe that we saw very vanilla base offense on Saturday, and that was by design. I really do believe that. I think Chad Morris and Joe Craddock really scaled things back as much as they possibly could in order to save everything for Ole Miss. I do believe that. However, for a team that was running their base offense, the most basic formations, the most basic plays, their execution of said plays were not good. And that's where the concern can really come into play. has nothing to do with the fact that you were going vanilla. That's fine. In fact, I think it's very smart of Chad Morris to do that. But to tell me that this is your base offense and that was the best you could execute, that was the best you could do in the most basic fundamental offense you could throw out there, that was it? I don't know about all that, man. That ain't making me feel good. That ain't getting me the warm and fuzzies. Because, listen, I am sure that John Chavis and the defense was probably in their base defense, too. Or at least not being ultra-aggressive and throwing out some crazy things like they probably will against Ole Miss, I would assume. But yet, they've still executed that game plan pretty well. This offense did not execute a game plan. There was arid throws, there was drops, there was bad decisions by the quarterback. I thought the offensive line actually did a lot better than a lot of you believe. I thought the offensive line was actually pretty good. All things considered, not great, but pretty good. Good enough to win. Rakeem Boyd had some good runs. Didn't get really anything else out of the running backs. Yeah, It's just, it was an okay game from the offense. And that's where it can be worrisome because, okay, if it was just okay, when is it going to get good? Because you have Ole Miss. The season rides on this game this weekend. It rides on this, and we'll talk about that later in the week in the podcast, but it rides on that. You have to show more offensively this weekend because if that was the best you could execute your base offense, how in the world are you going to be executing your full offense? How are you going to look when you're actually throwing out the crazy plays, the crazy formations, all the really in-depth, wild stuff that you've been working on in the offseason? When you actually throw that out there, what's that going to look like? That's where my concern lies. And that's why I have to see this game against Ole Miss first before I start freaking out on Chad Morris. If you're freaking out already, fine. Hey, that's your M.O., you, I'm not going to sit here and call you an idiot for not being trustworthy of Chad Morris, for not putting your all your faith in him just yet. I don't blame you. In fact, that's probably a smart thing because the evidence is 3-10 and 10 right now, his career head coaching record at Arkansas. It's what, it is what it is. Your record is what you say it is or what it is, whatever. You know what I mean. But the point is, all of you that feel like it's not great right now, I get it, and I commend you for at least sticking to your guns. But this weekend against Ole Miss, you got to show something offensively for me to start believing. You're an offensive-minded coach. Your identity is supposed to be offense, offense, offense. Show me something like that. Show me that you're actually capable of putting together not only an offense that's good, but an offense that's electric. That's fun to watch. Because that, that offense I saw on Saturday, that was not fun. That was boring. It was boring. People were yawning in the stands. I was yawning in the press box. Don't do that against Ole Miss, and you'll have a lot of people start believing. But if you execute the same way you did against Portland State against Ole Miss, 
Man, I don't want to be in your shoes, Chad Morris, if that's the case. Actually, I would because I'd like to have the money if I got fired. But you know what I'm saying. It'll be bad for you. So make sure, I know you're listening to this podcast, Chad Morris, make sure that against Ole Miss, you bring the rain. Show them something. Get fans bought into you, your offense and that you're going in the right direction. Hey, Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace. Have you heard of this? Vivid Seats with Vivid Seats or Rewards? It's an awesome thing. They're dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. And with Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person and earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Vivid Seats helps their fans and all of you fans find your seats to your favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and so much more. And it's all through the Vivid Seats app. They also offer great prices on easy purchasing experiences and as well as in-app loyalty programs called Vivid Seats Rewards. With reward statuses ranging from MVB to Hall of Famer, customers can earn up to 10% or 16% off to all their purchases through the app throughout the entire month of September. So you got to be able to check this out. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by 100% guarantee. So you got to make sure you make it happen. You like experiencing sporting events and concerts. There's only one way to do it, and that's through Vivid Seats. Check out their app with the Vivid Seats Rewards Program, and I promise you folks, you will not be disappointed. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast, I wanted to go and switch it to the defensive side of the ball when it comes to uh, the Razorbacks and their performance against Portland State on Saturday. And I got to sing some praises. You may have thought I was being negative with the offense uh, in, in the first segment, or who knows, maybe you thought I was being too positive. It doesn't matter. I can't win with you people. So uh, looking at the defensive side, though, I was really impressed. And I know it's Portland State, folks. I know that. I know it's not going to be an SEC caliber defense that's going to rock the world of everybody. And people are going to be floored by the type of defense that Arkansas is bringing every game. It's not that. And I can't gather that from Portland State. But the defense did what I was really hoping they would do. And it's a few things. Number one, they got pressure. They got a lot of pressure. That offensive line was getting whipped by Arkansas's defensive front. They had no answer. Every single time the player, the quarterback was getting pressured, he was having to run around. He was having to make a quick decision. He was having to do all of that. And it was really incredible to see an Arkansas defense actually do that. Now, I will say, not as good as it was to see the pressure from the Razorback defense, it would have been a little better if they could have put together some containment on the defensive side of the ball. Because when those quarterbacks uh, that were playing both for Portland State, they got out, they started making plays, then that's when people started having some issues of breaking down on defense and them getting some plays. In fact, that was probably their most successful plays is when they did those things. So I really liked what the defense was bringing. Uh, You had good, really good plays made by the secondary. I think that Cameron Curl is going to be a playmaker. I'm really impressed with his development. He was hitting guys. He was making good decisions. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of wide-open guys, big plays being made. And uh, honestly, him and, and, Jar- and Jacquez McClellan, I always get his name wrong, but I'm going to get it. McClellan was really good, too. He had a pick from him, and then he had Joe Fouché who did some good things. I mean, this was a well-rounded performance by the defense, and it can at least inspire hope in me that I believe that it's going to be a lot better for Arkansas when they go up against some of these SEC teams. Ole Miss's 
offense is so atrocious. The numbers they put up against Memphis were god-awful. So there's no reason why, no reason in the world why Arkansas can't really cause some havoc for Ole Miss. But, as we all know, you can't win if you can't score. But I think John Chavis is doing a really good job with this defense. I think that he is coming around a little bit as far as having guys that are actually able to make plays. I think he's got some depth on the defensive line, even though it was a pretty big blow to see Dorian Gerald get out for the season. He had some plays on Saturday's game, and, man, that just sucks. He had a strained artery in his neck. They had to put on blood thinners, and he's out for the year. I mean, that's just horrible news. That's horrible not only for Arkansas, but for him especially. You never want to deal with that. But the good thing about it all, the silver lining, is that they are going to be looking to redshirt him this year so he could be back next year. So if there is one positive spin on that, that's the one you got to come by. But even without Dorian Gerald, they still got some guys that are very capable of going in and performing really well in SEC play. I like what Scooter Harris is bringing. Bumper Pool has seemed to be improved. You have a defense that's actually looking like, just from the perspective of the viewpoint of my eyes, they look like an SEC defense. They have the size. They have the speed. They have the athleticism. They have all the intangibles that are going along with it, and that gets me at least a little excited for what Arkansas can bring in that table because, as I've said many times before, folks, Having a defense in the SEC is going to keep you in the games. Offense is going to win them for you. Because if this is a great example. 2014, Brett Bielma year. They went 6-6 six and six that year. But do you remember that defense? They were like top 10 in the country. They had NFL pros all around with Trey Flowers and Darius Phylon, Martrell Spade. I mean, guys that are real big playmakers. They went 6-6 six and six that year. It wasn't that great. You know why they went 6-6? Six and Because six? the offense wasn't, wasn't that good. It wasn't able to make plays when it mattered the most, especially. But do you remember those scores? Arkansas loses to Bama by one point. Arkansas loses to number one Mississippi State by a touchdown. I mean, all these games that they had, same thing with Missouri at the end of this year. They lost, I believe that game went to overtime, if I'm not mistaken. But my point is, is that that team had a great defense, and it kept them in the games, and it kept people interested, and it kept it entertaining but they couldn't have the offense to back it up and to score points and to win games. Defense will keep you in games. Offense will win it. And that's what I'm hoping to see from Arkansas this year. I'm hoping to see a team that defensively can keep you in the games. And if they can just keep you in those games, whether it's against Bama or LSU or A&M or Ole Miss or whatever, you got a puncher's chance. But unless that offense steps up, you're not going to win many games. You're going to see something similar to that. So I'm impressed by the defense. They got an easy task in front of them against Ole Miss. I know that he's saying easy is going to jinx them, but I'm just being honest about it, folks. It's an easy game that Arkansas should win. They should win it. And if they don't, whew, we have major problems, folks. Major, major problems. Hey, No House Advantage is taking an exciting new spin on daily fantasy sports. Instead of salary cap drafting, No House Advantage offers daily prop contests. This platform levels the playing field, so you have a higher likelihood of winning here than winning in a pl- and playing in a traditional fantasy sports contest. Each contest contains anywhere from 5 to 10 player props. For example, will Tua throw more than two touchdowns? You simply select over-under for each prop and rank each pick based on your confidence and it is being correct. And you'll earn points based on correct picks and compete against other players for cash prizes. I'm telling you guys, it's an extremely fun daily fantasy contest to play that you can actually win in. No House Advantage offers contests across college football, NFL, MLB, NBA, college basketball, PGA, and NASCAR. 
So download the No House Advantage now from the App Store and use code Locked On to receive two free tokens when you purchase two tokens. It's a $10 value. That's Locked On to receive two free tokens when you purchase two. Certain state limitations may affect your availability to participate in paid contests, so be sure to check that out. As well with No House Advantage. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Rage Rex podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.